uh, real quick, just want to let you know that uh, this podcast, I do a review of a documentary, Phoenix Rising. Uh, it's a documentary about uh, domestic violence. So trigger warning, uh, I do talk about very serious topics like domestic violence, uh, sexual assault. So trigger warning uh, before you listen to it, uh, like straight up in, ca- in case it's triggering for you. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Um, and now uh, here's the podcast. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Julie Kerr, writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geek Less Punk. Um, and this is going to be like, I guess, like part two of my review of the a very, a very serious documentary called Phoenix Rising on, on HBO Max. And uh, or that's how I watched it. Um, also, my roommate's taking a shower and I'm in a small apartment. So like you might hear shower noises. OK, um, the reason I brought, I'm going to talk about it again. Um, yesterday, there was supposed to be an online Halloween show with one of my favorite bands, Evan Plus Zane. And that's uh, Evan Rachel Wood and Zane Carney. Really great band, like so talented, so good. And uh, they might start doing original songs. That's really exciting. Uh, they're like a, they're a really good cover band, like so good, so beautiful. Their music. Okay. Um, yeah, they're supposed to have a Halloween concert yesterday. It was like an online concert. It got canceled. So I was kind of bummed out, but also like it's all good. Like you know. And then I got an email like, oh, you're gonna get your twenty three dollars back, which is like a refund. And I was like, you know, I was like, that's cool, but like, I wasn't tripping over twenty three dollars. <laughs> like I wanted the concert but you know what I'm saying (laughs) but it's all good all right so um having said that um yes I'm going to be talking about uh, a very serious documentary Phoenix Rising um I already talked about it but I was kind of afraid that perhaps I was like a smidgen insensitive uh, about a very serious topic and I I actually I'll, I'll keep I'll keep my I'll keep the original episode up Um, because I don't think it was that bad, but I realized, like, um, it, 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 I don't know, I guess, like, I could have been a little more gentle, um, and the other thing I wanted to say is, like, yeah, I I do watch documentaries about these things, like, whether it's celebrities or not celebrities, I'm watching The Vow, uh, which is about, um, basically a sex cult, um, that one's interesting to me because uh, the way the leader of the cult got people was under the guise of something called personal development, like self-help, which is something like, I guess, a famous self-help person is like Tony, Tony Robbins, right? Uh, it's not about Tony Robbins. <laughs> uh, it's about a guy named Keith Raniere, I think is his name. But the reason that interests me is because like, I love personal development. I love it. It saved my life. And I've been to like two marketing conferences around personal development. Anyway, so a lot of the people who got hooked into The Vow, that's what that series is about on HBO Max. A lot of those people, they're actually really smart people. Like, you know, you, they've made like one of them made a really good documentary. Like they're they're just very smart people who kind of got, uh, I guess the team term will be hoodwinked. And it's interesting because you're just hearing really smart people um, who just wanted a sense of community and belonging, you know, which is something everybody wants. It's like a human thing. Uh, okay. So anyway, yeah, The Vow is really good. That's on HBO Max. So uh, really great documentaries on HBO Max. The only other one I watched is like Woody versus 
Sparrow, I think it was called, another great documentary. And then shout out to Drew Barrymore because on her talk show, she gives people a platform, you know, and I I think that's amazing. She um she grew up she she's an American treasure. We love her. Uh, Drew Barrymore is awesome, but um yes, yeah, she interviewed Evan Rachel Wood. She interviewed Demi Lovato. Um, I think Demi's done, Demi Lovato's done a lot of really honest documentaries, uh, on YouTube. So, and then she interviewed Dylan Farrell. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, I wanted to revisit, uh, Phoenix Rising. Like I said, like, I, I, I think I might've been a smidgen insensitive, but, but so, um, yeah. So anyway, I made a YouTube video where I did like a review of, uh, Phoenix Rising and like, um, you know, my friend really liked the video. I was very empathetic towards Evan, like totally. Um, I had some criticisms of her ex-boyfriend and, um, but her, the video was only up for three days and her ex-boyfriend there, his fans, they found me, three of them found me and, and left really long comments. Uh, to their credit, they were actually really nice to me, but, um, they were also just, huge fans of her ex-boyfriend so it's it was I I don't I guess what I want to say is I don't want to debate somebody's trauma experience so so anyway I took uh I took the I I unfortunately I had to make the video private because I just I don't want to debate something like that um you know uh and if anything I'll say like hit her the three comments from the three also, the video caught the algorithm, like, really fast. It was only up on three. It was only up for three days, but the video got, like, 50 views. That's a lot for me. Okay, anyway. That, the 10th. Anyway, but I guess what I wanted to say about Phoenix Rising is why these things interest me is, like, you know, I'm, like, a regular person. Well, I'm an indie filmmaker, like, trying to make it, so to speak. But these things interest me because, um, you know, I I grew up in an abusive home and, for all intents and purposes, my dad was an asshole and I totally forgive him and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it it interests me because, you know, celebrities, they're used to being in front of cameras. They're used to growing up in the limelight. So I do think it's brave when they make these documentaries about their struggles, like with Demi, her struggle with addiction. I And I'm not famous. I've known people who struggle with addiction. So it's like, they're talking about experiences that in a lot of ways are universal uh, in some ways and in other ways, not so much if you're not growing up in the limelight, you know, and growing up in the limelight in its own way adds to the trauma. Um, so, uh, so w- what I wanted to say about Phoenix Rising is that like, it, it was very, very, very brave. I think it's like, three episodes it's like three three hours long I believe um it's very very honest it was very brave of Evan I I a thousand percent believe Evan um and the thing is like the thing that makes the documentary series so um so disturbing is like there's like and because she grew up in the limelight and unfortunately her abuser was famous himself like a rock star uh you know there's footage of the domestic violence and it's very disturbing to to my friends and family who are maybe gonna watch it like it's disturbing so um and also nothing but empathy towards Evan that she had to experience that you know 
nothing but oodles and oodles of empathy. Um, so the first thing I wanted to say, not to oversimplify, is just that, like, um, uh, domestic violence is, like, bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish, uh, I wish I was more, um, I wish I had something more articulate to say, but it's just, um, and, and I also want to say is, like, domestic violence, um, it doesn't always have to be gender specific. Um, I have guy friends who who they're they've had girlfriends who hit them you know what i'm saying so it's uh it, it, it can happen both ways it can happen in the lgbtq community i had a friend who was a uh who who worked at a hotline and it was specifically a domestic violence hotline for lgbtq people so it can happen in almost every community um and it's i'm just gonna say like the the act of domestic violence is I'm just going to say it's really, really bad. It's I'm almost going to say it is evil. You just, you don't lay hands on someone you're dating or married to. It's just not something you do. It's, it's, it never has to get physical either way. Um, and so, uh, just want to make that statement. And, um, yeah. And the other thing I could say, like, since it can go both ways, like I remember one time it was one of my guy friends, a straight guy really nice straight guy he wouldn't hurt a fly and but his girlfriend she was a jerk <laughs> so I remember I left the room and I don't know what happened but I'm gonna put I do these on my phone I'm gonna do a sound effect so I uh I left the room I remember leaving the room and they got into it or something and then I heard this this is straight up what I heard I remember hearing like that a slap like a straight up slap and I was like, whoa. And I knew it wasn't, I knew my buddy, my, my, uh, my guy friend, I knew he wouldn't hit any, he wouldn't hit anything, you know? So I knew it was her. I knew, I knew she slapped him. And I was, and I went into the room. I was like, what just happened? You know? Cause I mean, since I'm a woman, I was like, you want to try slapping me? <laughs> so <laughs> you want, you want to try it with me? Cause like we're both women. So I didn't say that, but I had that look on my face and I was like, what happened? And they're like, nothing. And I was like, y'all, I straight up heard a slap. And uh, to the, I'll never forget it because I'm, I guarantee you, I'm 99.9% .9 sure she slapped. I sure did hear a slap. So, and that is just to say that domestic violence is bad. It's bad, you know, you know, and it, I'm not trying to villainize an entire gender one way or the other. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm not an expert, but I just hope, um, I hope we can all get to a world where domestic violence just doesn't exist. You know, it's just not a thing. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say was that my friend who worked as like a counselor for a hotline for domestic violence, LGBTQ people, I asked her, like, because sometimes she would talk to the perpetrators, right, the people who had committed the acts, and I was like, so what's going on? Like, why do they do it? You know what I'm saying? We all feel anger and that kind of thing, but it's just like, why can't they take a step back and, like, chill out? And she was like, you know, what's interesting is the common denominator she saw on the hotline for people who committed these acts, what she saw was that they would... um they all would go into, you know, you know, and in, in, in this, in this instance, she's talking to LGBTQ people, but she's like, 
they, they the 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 perpetrators would just always blame the victims. They'd be like, "Well, if he would just make my sandwich right, I wouldn't have to hit him." Or the women would be like, or whatever. But they're just like, you know, if they would just do this right and this, if if they could just do this, this, and this, then I wouldn't have to hit him. And it, it, I was like, "That's com." I I remember hearing that. I was like, "That is completely bananas." And she said, "Yeah, like." They're not able to, like, whatever psychologically is happening, they're not able to, like, self-reflect and be like, oh, that's wrong. I shouldn't do that. Um, So, so that's where I guess, like, I, I just, I a thousand percent, you know, believe Evan. And there's, like, footage if you if you watch the documentary series. Um, you know, and I, I talked about this in, in my video, but I was like, but then I, I just, I had to make it private, unfortunately. But yeah, there's a part in the documentary and it's like, you know, and I don't want to comment on someone's uh, trauma experience, but it was really brave for her to put it out there. Um, There's a part in the documentary where it cuts to like two or three seconds of a music video that she made with her ex-boyfriend. And like, it's like, you know, it's only two or three seconds. And I'll, I'm just, there's, there's a judge a long time ago, there was a judge and they're, they're trying to make laws about like pornography and that kind of thing. And there's a famous line where a judge said, uh, you know it when you see it. Um, but that's just, that's just porn. Like they ideally behind porn, it's like, it's two people consensually having sex in front of a camera. But, um, but in the documentary Phoenix Rising, when it cuts to like three or four seconds of a music video they did together, um, like it looks and sounds like straight up rape and it is very disturbing. And, and then Evan goes on to say like, yeah, like it, 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 that's what it is. And it's footage. I mean, it's very disturbing. So and I also remember I was watching the documentary series and I like, um, I paused it and my roommate at the time was, you know, she was in her twenties. She came in, she was like, she was like, whoa, you know, I mean, I just paused on the documentary. I didn't pause on anything explicit or anything like that, but I paused on the documentary, you know, and she walked in and she, she, she didn't recognize, um, Evan's ex-boyfriend. Cause like he was mainly popular in the nineties, I want to say, but she was like, who's that guy? And I was like, you know what? Don't even worry about it, you know? And then with Evan, I was like, oh, she's on, you know, Westworld. Like, she's a good actor and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, don't worry about it. Like, but I was like, hey, this documentary is kind of intense. Like, I can change it to something else, you know? And she was like, no, nah, you're good, you know? And she just kind of went to her room and did her own thing. But it's like, um, the thing about the, the about the series is it's it's just like, the evidence is, like, right there, you know what I'm saying, I'm not a judge, I'm not a lawyer, but it's, like, it's right there, like, it's just, like, it's just so obvious to me that Evan is a thousand percent telling the truth, because it's just, like, if you sit down and watch the docu, docu, if you sit down and watch the documentary, and then, like, trigger warning, because it's, like, yeah, it's, like, super, super disturbing, you know, the other thing I wanted to say is, like, um, so domestic violence is bad and we need to um we need to put an end to it, you know, make the world more loving and kind. And the other thing I want to say is like I really want to offer empathy towards, you know, all victims. 
And like the reason I want to say that, so if you watch the, doc, I'm 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 glad she made the documentary because, you know, I used to be really naive in general about celebrities, and until I started going to comic book conventions, and I I would get like photo ops of celebrities, or I would see celebrities, and I was like, oh man, you know, on one hand, I was like, hey, they're just uh, they're just people. <laughs> One time I saw Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher at a comic book convention. I was like, whoa, cool. And uh, on one hand, it was really cool to see them. And on the other hand, I was like, oh, they're like, they're people. So that's what they look like in person. I was like, cool, <laughs> you know. Um, so on one hand, you know, with celebrities, once I started seeing them at comic book conventions, I'm like, oh, they're, they're like people. But then anyway, um, that is to say, like, it's like, I guess I used to assume like all celebrities are kind of equal or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. They do, they seem larger than life, so to speak. So I remember when I heard they started dating or whatever, Evan and her ex-boyfriend, I was, I guess I just assumed they're equals. I never realized there's such a big age difference. So um, that, I just never put two and two together. But, um, but anyway, that is just to say that I'm glad she made the documentary because if you watch the documentary, um, uh, all she did, she was 18, and she did something very innocuous, something very innocent. Um, all she did was she went to a party. <laughs> that's all she did. <laughs> she was 18, and she went to a party with some friends, and that's it. And unfortunately, at that party, there was a sexual predator uh, who was older, 37, so that's almost 20 years older, and, uh, and, and then because she did the most innocent thing in the world, she went to a party and then unfortunately at that party, there was a sexual predator there who happened to be like a rock star or whatever. And, um, and that, uh, unfortunately that led to like three to four years of, you know, pretty, pretty intense domestic violence. Uh, and, and Evan was like 18, like 18, 19, 20, 21. Right. So th those are very, that's young. That's so, so young, you know? So, and he, it's like, he knew better and I can, I'm 40 years old and, uh, when I'm on the dating apps, I'm, I'm single and I'm happily single and all that. But when I'm on the dating apps, like sometimes young folks do message you or come at you or whatever. And it's like, um, or I had a, 22 year old kind of coming at me and I was like yo I'm like literally 18 years older than you like uh not happening <laughs> you know so uh one app uh she was like yeah she was 22 she messaged me we exchanged maybe two or three messages it, it was all very innocent and then I went back I went and looked at her profile and it said I saw she was 22 I was like are you 22 she's like yep She's like, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. I was like, yep, I noticed. So good luck to you. <laughs> God bless. Um, okay, so he, he knew better. He knew what he was doing. He was a predator, like just textbook predator. If you read a book on what a predator is, that's what he was. So um, if you watch the documentary series. So um, for sure, she was 18 and that's legal, but that's, that's still someone very young and very impressionable. And, and like I said, if you watch the documentary series, like, you know, like all the physical, the physical interactions, like he aggressively like initiated them and that kind of thing. So it's just, um, I don't know. It, I guess what I want to say is like nothing but, um, 
empathy towards Evan and nothing but empathy towards anyone out there who's who's been through this kind of thing. It's just like, you know, people deserve love and light and kindness and goodness. And, and you know, whatever his aesthetic was, so I guess you'd call him goth or whatever. It's just like, it's okay to be goth, you know what I mean, if that's your thing. And I like Alice Cooper. Like, Alice Cooper seems really cool and, like, uh, you know... It's just not okay to, like, torture women. <laughs> like, like, sorry, I use humor as a coping mechanism. It's just, like, you can be goth. You can do rock and roll. You can, you, you can, like I said, I love Alice Cooper. He did an episode of The Muppets, and, like, Alice Cooper is epic, and he seems like a good person and all that kind of thing. Or Elvira, I guess that's another goth person. Elvira. I used to watch the Elvira movie, like, all the time when I was a kid, and then... Yeah, I liked I liked the punk rock roles when I was in high school and that kind of thing. So it's okay to be goth. That's fine. The aesthetic of that. You just can't torture women. Like, you can't. So, or just torture people in general. Like, regardless of gender, you can't torture people. Like, literally. So, if like I said, if you watch the documentary, like, yeah. So... Nothing but empathy towards Evan and the and the victims. I'm really sorry that they had to um, go through that. Um, the third thing I want to address is like, um, oh, and like I said, like I a thousand percent believe Evan. Like that that sucks. Like it sucks that she had to go through that. And like I said, like she just went to a party. <laughs> it's so innocuous, like or it's so innocent. She went to a party. And that's it. Like, it's just such an innocent thing to do. Um, and then, like, she goes into details of, like, their first kiss. And, like, it was, you know, he met with her under the guise of going over a screenplay, which is which makes sense because she's, she's an actor. And then, like, that's when he, like, aggressively, like, kissed her. And she said it kind of came out of nowhere. And, yeah, so even all the phys- physicality of it, it was all very... Uh, he knew what he was doing, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and I'm really, really sorry she had to, she had to go through that. That really, really sucks. And, and I think they talk about this, I'm not an expert, but it's just like with domestic violence, like the perpetrators get inside the heads of the victims. But also if you're an adult, I'm 40, you know how, I know how impressionable an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old, how impressionable they can be anyway. Um, so it sucks it totally totally sucks um and I'm sorry she had to go through that and like I said I like a thousand percent believe her especially if you watch the documentary like all the evidence is there the last thing I want to say was like the whole concept of good versus evil and why do bad things happen and this is more on a philosophical level and you know what I gotta say is like on one hand, maybe this is a cop-out and I can say, you know, I don't know why bad things happen sometimes, you know. Um, you know, and then I think it was actually one of my friends who's a cinematographer who said, you know, th- you know, she, she was saying this was with kindness because I, I happen to be a lesbian or I leaned heavily towards women as far as my attraction. Um, and But also I happen to believe in God. I happen to be like a Christian or, you know, that's just me though. I respect all religions, like, all the religions, like, you do you if you're listening to this, or, or or if you're atheist or agnostic, I respect that too, so it's all good. It's just I bring that up because, you know, I don't know, so growing up, like, for me, it's oversimplified, but, like, you know, when bad, when people, when bad things happen, I just, 
I grew up small town Baptist, so it's like, yeah, when bad things happen, I'll just say it's Satan. When good things happen, I'll just say that's God or love or, you know, whatever. And so you could say metaphorical Satan, whatever works for you. Um, but yeah, I do believe that evil exists, you know what I'm saying? And and for me, it's, oh, for me, it's like, you know what, I'm going to put a warning at the at the beginning of this podcast um uh since it's this is kind of serious topics but okay so like trigger warning for sure this is like you know i'm not famous that kind of thing but it's like you know you know my one time my ex-girlfriend uh we we'd broken up but we were together for about four very intense months and then after that it took us about a year to actually like break up so to speak like we we're still in each other's lives but anyway so we'd broken up at this point but she invited me to a party she was a little you know intoxicated drunk <laughs> and I had a car at the time so I was just uh gonna pick her up and make sure she got home okay but anyway I went to the party and I knew for a fact that one of the people in that party she didn't tell me this she didn't tell me who was gonna be at the party but I went to the party and I knew for a fact that one of the people at that party at the party was a rapist like straight up and I, that is to say I wasn't like a victim but it's just like you know a friend had told me that he had uh, anyway I knew he was a rapist that's all I'm gonna say like he'd hurt one of my friends and in fact like the whole group of friends knew they called him like oh he's like he's the one who's kind of rapey and I was like if y'all know he's he gets rapey why are you hanging out with him like Whatever. So anyway, but I had to be at this party. I just wanted to make sure my ex-girlfriend was going to get home. Okay. She was intoxicated. And yeah, like a fucking rapist was at the party. Like I, I, like I knew, I knew. And none of these people were famous. So, and, um, but it's just like in this, the, I'm just going to call him the rapist, but he wanted to be, he was a vegan. Like that don't make no fucking sense. And then he wanted to, uh, he wanted to be my friend. And like, that was fucking weird. Like, the dude was weird, like, well, obviously, so it's like, the whole thing was weird, but whatever, I was, I was like, all right, well, you need, with my ex-girlfriend, I got her home safe, away from this shitty, weird party, she was okay, and, you know, mission accomplished, I got her home safe, and it's all good, so, but it's just to say, like, that is to say, what I mean by that is, I've been in a room, like, this dude, this dude was off, that's what I'm gonna say, like, I, I've been in rooms where, to me, evil is in the room, you know what I'm saying, and so, if you're watching, like, I really like Stranger Things season four, it was very well written, because there's a line in there that says, how can you fight the devil if you don't think the devil exists, and I think, like, it, it, that's a, you know, Stranger Things is sort of like a horror series, season four. So, you know, like, like I said, you you don't have to use the word devil. That's like, that's a word. That's, that's the word we used in my Baptist um, upbringing. But you can use whatever word you want. It's just that, yeah, like, it, I, I, I think, you know, if anyone out there, if one, if you've never known anyone to deal with addiction, then you've lived a very blessed life, you know, because addiction happens but the other thing is like if you've never been in the same room as evil like that you've also lived a very blessed life because I have you know I have and and the other thing is like uh my dad was an abusive guy you know and so 
Um, he was abusive towards my mom and he was just, and I'm not ready to talk about my trauma as a kid, but it's like, you know, I could see like, you know, if we're talking Bugs Bunny, the little cartoon, or you see this in cartoons sometimes, but I could see what my dad, like the, you know, the little cartoon Satan's on one shoulder and the little cartoon angels on the other shoulder. And it's like, he would give into that, you know, if we're, like I said, if we're using Baptist terms, whatever, how I grew up. He would get him he would give in to that little Satan side, like that sadistic side, the side that enjoys hurting people, like the evil side. I'm just gonna say it. Like so anyway, that is to say, like, I guess I just I do believe in good versus evil. And um and so I do like the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because like, um, it sucks that Joss Whedon might turns out he might be an asshole. That sucks. Because I do like the show. And, um, the show is, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar plays Buffy and, like, she's just literally fighting vampires and demons. Like, that's what she does. And I, I think it's a good show. And so, or since I'm into nerdy stuff, I'm into comic books like Batman and all that kind of stuff. Like, um, those comics are all about heroes, like, doing the right thing, fighting evil, fighting, fighting the bad guys, saving the world and all that kind of thing. So... I don't know why evil exists, and that's kind of a question that's been asked since the beginning of time, you know, in art and all kinds of things. But I know that because evil exists, like, you need, if we're talking nerdy terms, you need vampire slayers. <laughs> you, need, you need people doing good. And here's a, since we're talking about Phoenix Rising, what I wanted to say, too, is since Evan Plus Sane is one of my favorite bands, um, cover they're just really good. Like, to me, like, I guess th this is where I'm throwing shade. Yeah, I'm I'm going to throw a little bit of shade. Um, but it's just like, uh, well, you know what? I can say this without throwing shade. But um, Evan plus Zane are, like, really, 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 really extremely talented. Like, extremely talented. Like, good at singing. They, they you know, I mean, I guess I'll, I, I, okay, I figured out a way to say it. Like, Evan plus Zane, the cover band, you know, which is half of it is Evan Rachel Wood. The other half is Zane Carney. But like their band, that band, uh, they have more talent in their pinky fingers than some hacks out there who are more popular than them, so to speak. You know, there, I found a way to say it without throwing shade. But, you know, they're extremely talented. Like, and Evan's extremely talented at acting if you follow her career, you know what I'm saying? So, and um, Zane's extremely, he goes on Twitch, like, almost daily, like, with guitars, and, like, he's really good at playing guitars and really good at, like, encouraging other people to, you know, tap into their musical side, and just uh, really funny, too, extremely funny guy. So, yeah, they, they have more... Like I said, they have more talent in their pinky fingers than some hacks out there who are, you know, making a lot of money just being hacks. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And maybe that's a harsh thing to say, but you can't torture people. <laughs> you can't do it. It's bad. It's evil. You can't do it. And, you know, Phoenix Rising shows very explicit depictions of uh, of a of a person torturing a very innocent young woman. It's right there. The footage is right there. And it's very disturbing. Um, so, so, so that is to say, it's like, I don't know why, um, I don't know why there's evil in the world. Um, but I, I, I think I know there's evil in the world because 
you know, if you've been through some shit, excuse my language, and I have, like, I was, you know, in a way, I saw my dad's vulnerable side, I did, so I do want to say that, but I also saw his evil side, is the way I would put it. So I've been, there's a lot of different occasions, not even just with my dad, or when I talk to some of my friends, there's a lot of different occasions with some of my friends where it's like, we've been in the same room with evil, you know what I'm saying? And that's the only way I can put it, because there's some really fucked up shit happens in the world, excuse my language. So having said that, because it does happen, some bad stuff happens in the world, and some of y'all, I'm preaching to the choir, like, y'all already know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, y'all already know, like, we know, you know what I'm saying? Because you've been through some stuff. So with all of that, I think it's really important for people to do good in the world. And I think that, um, you know, it's re- I have to, I want to, I'm an indie filmmaker, I want to make movies, I want to uh, bring light into the world, and because, because I know, I know shit can get evil, so because of that, you know, I'm gonna be a vampire slayer, (laughs) metaphorically speaking, I'm gonna do good in the world, that's what I'm gonna do, because we, we, we collectively as a society, we collectively as people, you know, we we have to do the right thing, and, you know, if if we're talking, let's use someone, uh, most people know the origin story of Batman, you know, because they've done it a million times in the cartoons, and the comics, and the movies, but, like, if you think about it, if Batman, you know, saw his parents get killed, um, you know, with crime, like, as a child, of course, that's ex- an extremely traumatic thing, so that's a very evil thing that he witnessed as a child, so, of course, that's going to, um, in my opinion, uh, inspire him to be like this this bat dude who goes around stopping crime. So, I think um, it totally makes sense. Batman's origin story totally makes sense. Or, or Spider-Man's origin story makes sense. His uncle gets killed, so now he's going to, you know, fight crime. So, whatever your origin story is, you know, and I have my origin story, it's like, or why I really like, um, Star Wars, that Luke Skywalker, spoiler alert, finds out his dad is Darth Vader, like, and he's horrified because, you know, Luke Skywalker is very much dedicated to doing good in the world, so I like that metaphor, you know, he, when he finds out that Darth Vader is his dad, spoiler alert, (laughs) you know, he's horrified because he's like, he he's like that can't be my lineage that can't be my my legacy and and he, and he fights to 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 make to to do the right thing and he fights to change his family legacy so i think i don't know why evil exists in the world but i know it does and i think i hope we can all uh do what we can to to make the world as kind as possible and as good as possible. And the last thing I want to say is like uh, I said it. I just made a YouTube video too. Um, but what's very disarming. Uh, oh right. When I saw Evan Plus Zane do a Halloween show back in 2018. In uh, San Francisco. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, and th- that's the other thing about Phoenix Rising too. If you watch it. Um um, and then she also was in Showbiz Kids. It's a, a documentary about child actors and how what that's like, you know. 
But um, but yeah, when I saw Evan Plassane play in 2018, um, I wasn't sure what to expect. And then I saw them play, and what was very disarming uh, in a good way is just like, she's so sweet. <laughs> she's so sweet. She came out of, I mean, she came, she came, oh my God, she came out of all that, and she's so sweet. <laughs> just so sweet and really good at singing um and and Zane's really good at singing too and playing guitar and she they were just so sweet together I was like this is the sweetest thing I've ever seen <laughs> I wasn't expecting uh the sweetness I mean I don't know not that I was expecting you know I was just so sweet so um and then you see in the documentary like she she's a saint in that documentary Phoenix Rising because like you know her uh, you know, n not judging, but it it does seem like her mom and dad could have helped her out a little bit more than they did. And but it, it I don't know, uh, you know, but it, it it's no judgments, but it's just like even in the documentary series, like she's like forgiving her parents. And I was like, wow, <laughs> it just seems like her dad could have done more and, you know, whatever. And, you know, whatever, not 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 throwing shade. It's just like. Out of, she's very forgiving of her family and forgiveness is really good for your mental health so that's good that she's forgiving of her family so uh, you know it's all it's all good it's just and it does seem like her I don't know I don't know it's complicated the documentary is complicated but but yeah just just saying that like um that she can't she went through all that and she came out of it so sweet that's just amazing <laughs> that's just really amazing um, yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, Phoenix Rising, you know, if, you, I mean, you know, it is a documentary, a very serious documentary about, um, domestic violence. I 1000% believe Evan, uh, I want to show nothing but empathy towards all, uh, all victims of domestic violence, you know what I'm saying, out there. And it's like, you know, and, and when it happens to guys and it does happen to guys, they're less likely to talk about it because they're embarrassed. But, you know, if there's any men out there, you know, and you're, you got a, you know, wife who hits you, like, it just, there's, violence should not exist in a romantic relationship, you know, uh, domestic violence shouldn't happen. Anyone listening to this, regardless of gender or sexual orientation. So, I, I, I'm glad that, um, I'm glad that, uh, um, I'm glad Evan did the documentary um things are always very nuanced um but actually if you watch it it's like you know her he was pretty much a textbook predator I mean if yeah but I'm sorry she went through all that and uh I'm gonna go ahead and quote Fred Rogers I have a Mr. Rogers I have a Mr. Rogers action figure and I love Mr. Rogers but one thing he said when bad things happen, he said, uh, look for the helpers. There's always helpers. He said, always look for the helpers. You'll find the helpers. So, so I think if you're listening to this, whoever you are, there's, there's helpers. There's always helpers. There's always, to me, there's always glimpses of either God or glory or love or goodness. And yeah. And, and the, the fact that, um, like I said, Evan survived all of that, and she's so sweet. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's very impressive. I don't know. It, it, it's impressive. So, um, yeah, it's anyone out there who's been a victim, like, I'm really, really sorry you had to experience that. Um, and that, if you're listening to this, whoever you are, like, 
you deserve all the good stuff in life. And, and oh, and the last thing I was going to say is like, I've, I've primarily been attracted to, like I said, I'm pretty much gay. So it's like, I think in some ways that was hard, right? Because LGBTQ people were a minority and that comes with its own baggage. But I think also like me being primarily attracted to women, I think, I think that in some ways the blessings of that is like, it kind of saved me from, I don't know, like predatory men in a way. Cause I don't know. But even in me saying that, it, like I said, if you watch the documentary, all Evan did was go to a party. <laughs> she just went to a party and that's all she did, which is just something teenagers do. So it was her and her friends. They went to a party and unfortunately a predator was there. So, but anyway, I, that is to say it's like, uh, it, like if I was putting myself in Evan's shoes, it's like, if I went to a party at 18, I, I go to a party and like the Spice Girls were there, <laughs> but and I was like, well, maybe, maybe, but then the Spice Girls all seem like really nice people. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to put my, like, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I think it's easy for people, people to be like, well, well, that would never happen to me. And if you, if you watch the vow, um, I really like the vow because a lot of those people are really intelligent people because it's personal development. Keith Raniere got these people through personal development, which is something I'm really into. I love personal development. So, so the way he did it was really sneaky, really sneaky the way he did it as far as, uh, basically it's a cult, it's a sex cult, that's what it is, but he did it through, like, business classes and that kind of thing, which is stuff I'm into, so, but anyway, I think it's really easy, really easy for people to be like, well, that would never happen to me, and it's like, well, you don't know, and what I would say is, like, I've definitely compromised myself, um, a lot because of women I was attracted to or women I liked romantically, so, um, I've had two women hit me, but like, um, it didn't hurt and like, um, and it wasn't good. I'm not saying it was good, but it was nothing on the level of what, what I saw in, um, in, uh, Phoenix Rising, the documentary. So like I was okay. And then I, you know, I cut ties, but, um, with those women, but it, you know, I've definitely compromised myself, um, in those situations, I've definitely compromised myself because, you know, I liked, uh, I was into a woman who was unhealthy and not good for me. Uh, that's me as a lesbian. Um, but even then, if you watch the documentary, like that, it, it at the end of the day, it was a 37 year old predator coming after an 18 year old girl. I mean, I, if you watch it, it's like, it's, it's pretty textbook abusive. So, um, Evan was very innocent in all of it, you know. Um, okay. So, but anyway, uh, I'll try to end on a positive note, but just anyone listening, like, you know, love's supposed to feel good. Um, healing your trauma takes a, a long time. Uh, I mean, it's a process, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And that, um, like, uh, Jeanette McCurdy just wrote a book. I'm glad my mom died, and it's a very provocative title, but it's it's kind of clickbaity. But she's just kind of talking. Her mom passed away because of that. She could be really honest about the level of abuse that her mom. Um, she and Jeanette McCurdy was on like a Nickelodeon show, and the book is huge. It's it got like a lot of attention. So, um, but 
she kind of talks about that. But what I, what I can say is like when my um, I, my dad wasn't as bad as Jeanette McCurdy's mom, but but it, like I said, I'm not ready to really talk about my stuff yet. So because it's complicated, but um, I would have to say when my dad passed away a couple years ago, like um, for me, it did. I was like at peace because. I, and I don't know how to explain it, but I when she, I I understand the title when she said I'm glad my mom died. Um, I wasn't glad. I'm not gonna say it like that. I wasn't glad that my dad died, but when my dad passed away, it it did close the chapter on something where it was like, oh, okay, now I can be at peace, and now I can be a little bit more honest about the fact that he, like, he was an asshole. He was human, but he was, I saw his human side, but he was an asshole. And in my situation, my dad was a Baptist minister, small town Baptist minister, but in the teeny tiny little world of where I grew up, like, um, ministers can have their own little mini, like, celebrity status in the town, so to speak. It's hard to explain, but they can, and so it's like the juxtaposition of everyone thinking my dad was awesome, but as soon as I get home, like, the mask comes off and he, he... you know, I see his asshole side. Um, when I went, yeah, it's just kind of, it's just, it's just bananas. So the juxtaposition of that is tough. So, but, um, yeah, so, but I, what's my point? (laughs) My point is just like anyone out there listening, like, yeah, like, um, you know, to me, like I'm 40 years old and, uh, give or take, like, I feel at peace um, I feel good about myself and it, it was a very long journey for me, uh, healing my trauma. You, you, you never like a hundred percent heal it. I don't know how to explain it, but I think like, you know, for some reason, some of us, we get an origin story along the lines of Batman or Spider-Man and, but then, uh, the reason why nerds like comics and myself included is like, but then you, you take that origin story and you use it as, um, or, or Superman, same thing. His trauma was like, yo, his whole, he was an alien. His whole world blew up. So his parents had to send, you know, uh, uh, Superman's trauma started when he was like a little baby. You know what I'm saying? And then his parents had to send him to Earth because the world he was coming from was about to explode. Something like that. But it's, I mean, the trauma started, like I said, when he was a baby for Superman. So but when you take that trauma, that origin story, and you use it to be a superhero metaphorically and do good in the world, um, that's the way, that's the route I believe you want to go. Like, make the world a better place. Like, end domestic violence. End um, bad things in the world. So, when, I do think it's brave. I think, I do think it helps when these celebrities are honest about the stuff they endured. Jeanette McCurdy's book is selling really well because, honestly, it probably resonates with a lot of people. It's not that most people have never had a show on Nickelodeon. <laughs> she had a show on Nickelodeon, but a lot of people, I feel like it resonates the the how honest she's being about her mom being abusive and the and the journey it took her to realize that it was abuse. Um, so that was my journey too. It's like, oh, I, I just thought my dad was weird, and then through therapy, it's like, no, 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 he was um, textbook abusive, you know. So. Um, that is to say, so for anyone out there, yeah, like, um, Phoenix Rising was very brave, 
um, nothing but empathy towards Evan and, and nothing but empathy towards anyone out there who was a victim. And what I'm going to say is, because I believe in hope and optimism, I really recommend a book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He was a victim of, he was a, he was a psychologist. Then he ended up, unfortunately, he had to, uh, he was in the, he, he survived the Holocaust. He was a hol- Holocaust survivor. And he wrote one of the greatest books ever written, Man's Search for Meaning. And it's all about how he he took that trauma of being being a Holocaust survivor um, and just how even within the most hor- horrifying circumstances, uh, you know, he, he, he still had to hold on to hope and optimism. Um, and I know that's a, that's a tough thing to, I, I know that can sound like, a, uh, you know, a load of crap, but, um, you know, a couple of my friends who've read Man's Search for Meaning, they're like blown away. And I, I agree. So I, I would really recommend, I've read it like two or three times. Like it's called Man, Man's Search for Meaning, written by Viktor Frankl. And apparently Viktor Frankl used to come to San Francisco where I live and give a lot of talks. So it's a really good book about resilience, a really good book about hope and optimism. And, and he had trauma, man, he had trauma, you know, as far as uh, being a Holocaust survivor. So anyone out there, and, and, and he went on to write like one of the greatest books ever written. So anyone out there listening to this, like, I hope that you can heal your trauma and you can you can take your origin story if we're using comic book terms and use it as a way to propel you to do good in the world like superman or batman or you know or uh black panther or wonder woman or you know etc cetera, etc cetera. um i hope we can all um do good do good in the world make the world a better place and um and uh, just, just let's, let's, let's just try to, because Star Trek was very optimistic. Let's try to, you know, end domestic violence, make it a thing of the past. Let's try to protect people, um, protect teenagers. Um, let's, let's just try to, and, and let's hold people accountable when they do evil things. That's a big one. Justice, some sort of justice. So. Um, because, uh, yeah, Evan's ex-boyfriend, I'm not a judge, but I feel like he should be in jail or something or prison or something, some kind of consequences. So, um, some kind of justice. Okay. So yeah, I do recommend Phoenix Rising, but it is very, um, it's all, it's very intense. So anyone out there, uh, let's just make the world a better place. Um, and there's hope out there. There's lots of resources and my YouTube channel has a bunch of like videos and tactics on how to feel better and that kind of thing. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm Julie. I'm an indie filmmaker. Uh, I made a movie. If you want to know more about me, you can just go to my website, www.juliekerrstudios.com. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. And um, it's uh, let's keep doing good in the world. It's very important. And um, uh, if you're listening, the world needs you. And the world needs you to follow your calling, whatever that is. Especially if it's a calling to do any kind of good in the world, the the, the world needs you to do that. So we're, let's just all, uh, you know, team up and make the world a better place. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Julie. Hope you all have a great night. And because uh, it's nighttime right now, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye.